You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to the Gastron Writers Blues. My name is Steve Lipman. Joined as always by my friends Dan Bopone, Emily Cannell. I start with you, Emily. Emily, another regular season in the books. Scale of one to ten, how do you feel about the fighting Philadelphia 76ers? Um I feel okay. I don't know. I'm not like I love them a lot, but I don't feel overly optimistic about our playoff chances. So um, that's how I'm feeling, but I feel really strongly about Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey. So that's something. Emily, it is a scale of one to 10. So gonna need, gonna need the number. Emily. I was frozen. I was frozen, but I'm back. (laughs) I think my phone was on Wi-Fi, and I have old people Wi-Fi that only can have one thing on at a time. Do you have a number, a ballpark number for the one to ten here? Is this my con? What is this a number for? Your confidence for yeah. How do you feel heading into the playoffs here? I'm like a six. Mm -hmm. And Dan, how about you? Uh, after the Sixers wrapped up the season today, they finished the season 51 and 31 here. Um, you know, I'm around there. Um, I think I think that actually these, like, you know, that we're going to play the Raptors and, you know, most likely the Heat. I think that those are, you know, both very winnable um, to get to the conference finals. Like, I, I don't think that the Sixers should be, you know, they have the talent to win those games. Um, you know, these are, I think kind of, you know, the bummer is that these are two teams who play Joel, especially tough. So, um, you know, we won't get to see, you know, the same Joel dominating kind of basketball necessarily, um, every single game, but, you know, most important is, is trying to get to the conference finals. And I think this was the, this was the path that would, you know, give us the best shot to get there. So I'm generally feeling fine. So. Tonight, they wrapped up the season, uh, game 82. They played the uh, Brooklyn, nope. They played the Detroit Pistons, sorry. And uh, they beat them by 12. Uh, James Harden, Joel Embiid did not play. Um, Instead, Tyrese Maxey played. Tobias Harris played, not well. And uh, Bebop Hall played, 
but we'll have we'll have more on that later as Doc Rivers was very quick to get out there and say, although he played well, don't you dare get excited about it. Um, and uh, and it was a fun win. Uh, they beat the Pistons, but Pistons did not have uh, Kate Cunningham. They wrapped up the uh, the regular season here. It was uh, it was a decent week. They beat Indiana, but then they lost the big game. I think we wanted them to win. Uh, which was uh, the Toronto game in Toronto, a house of horrors, which we're going to have to talk about. We'll talk about later in the week. We'll talk about the episode that we're going to do this week. Um, But, you know, this was a week they beat Indiana twice, uh, our old friend TJ McConnell. And then, you know, tonight's game was sort of a stress-free game where the seating seemed to be sort of wrapped up as Memphis rested everybody and uh, Boston beat them by a lot. So it seemed like they couldn't really go for this third seed. And to me, it kind of felt like, listen, if we have to worry so much about their first round opponent, like, is it Chicago or is it Toronto? Like maybe we're just fucking not contenders. And like, so to me, it's like, listen, either we can beat Toronto even without Thibel, who we'll talk about a lot, I'm sure. Um, this will be a shorter episode, but like, you know, if we have to worry about that so much, then what are we actually talking about here? You know what I mean? Like, it, I, I don't care. Like, if, if we have to care so much about like the Fred Van Vliet, who's like a really good player, but he's certainly not like, he's like a top 30 player. Like, if we have to care so much about that, then then we're wasting our time here. So... I don't care. Like, stay healthy. Give me whoever we have and like, go beat them. Like, uh, I don't want to hear about it. Like, you're supposed to be contenders and you should beat them. And I'd rather play in the second round Miami than the Bucks or the Nets. Um, So that's how I, that's where I ended up on this. And Dan, it sounds like you were similar. Yeah, the the three teams who scare me most in the East right now, I'm not saying that we're, you know, a lot to beat. Toronto were a lot to beat Miami or anything like that. But the three teams that, you know, I think are the three best teams. I think I, you know, I'm not saying the Sixers aren't better than any of these three teams. I think it's hard to tell where the Sixers stand, but taking the Sixers out of it, the Bucks, Celtics, and Nets in some order to me seem like the best three teams in the conference. And um, they scare me more than Miami. They scare me more than Toronto. And so to be able to be sure that you will only play at, you know, you'll play if you make it to the conference finals with one of those teams. Whereas, you know, another path, you have to play two of them. Maybe, you know, um, there was some way where you have to play like three of them if you, you know, end up in the two, which wasn't going to happen going into today, but, you know, going into this last week was some possibility. And that was to me kind of like the nightmare, nightmare scenario where it's like, you know, you could get, you know, something crazy like, you know, the Nets in the first round the Bucs in the second round and the Celtics in the conference finals or something like those are the three teams I don't want to play and, and you can play all three. And so right now they're at a point where they can only play one and they can't play them to the conference finals. So I think they're set up pretty well. They're set up to play two really frustrating series if they make it out of the first round because the Heat and Raptors are very frustrating to play and they, you know, play Joel tough. Um, and those are just always frustrating games. And um, it's, it's the playoffs, like the Celtics are going to, are going to be, you know, a frustrating game. They're kind of back to their, you know, old, you know, ways of throwing Horford out there. And, you know, I think that there'll be a, a frustrating 
uh, team for Joel to go against too. And so, you know, the Nets have the, the star power and the Bucks just won last year. Like there, it's a really deep East. And I think, you know, there are six are going to have to play good teams no matter what, but these are the teams I'd rather play. Emily, how do you feel about it? Yeah, I feel similarly to Dan, like all logic points to this being a pretty decent path for us. I just, I really, because I, like you said, if we can't make it out of the first round, it doesn't really matter, but I just kind of wanted an easier first round. It would have been nice to play Chicago. Um, I don't, my heart really can't handle a, a Toronto series again. Oh. I have really bad memories of old Toronto series and they play. I just want to, I just want a first round where Joel can like take over and just demolish the other team and their spirit. And that is not what this will be. And so it's going to be a stressful watch. Do I think that the Sixers can win it? Yeah. But I think my like confidence is partially due to like the, my stress level that will be happening during the series so yeah you know we're going to do a full uh first round playoff preview uh this week in an episode that's going to come out on tuesday um but you know joel can dominate anybody on the raptors roster one-on-one but they're so smart about doubling and making things so difficult for him that that's going to be the hard part um in tonight's game Paul Reed played. He um, played a bunch of minutes. He was excellent. Um, Paul Reed played um, 20 minutes. He had 25 points on 12 of 14 shooting, six rebounds, two assists, four steals, one block, five fouls, which he has to clean up. Uh, and he was a plus 30 in a 12 point win. Um, he's been playing the last few days. Um, and he's just good. Like he's like, he fouls too much, which is a fact, but his activity on both ends, he's, he's good around the rim. He's just everywhere on the court. And Deandre Jordan is horrible, horrible. He's terrible. And he's also like not even trying out there. He's it's, it's insane. Like the fact that he just straight up will not try is insane. So after the game, Doc Rivers was asked about this. Now, in this game, the fans love Paul. Obviously, we love Paul. Paul was on the podcast. Um, fans are chanting B-Ball Paul during the game. Doc Rivers got into his press conference and seemed pissed about any questions about, like, B-Ball Paul versus DeAndre as the backup and, like, I think a question from Derek Rodner seemed to, to Doc, seemed to imply like, do you wish you had done this sooner? Like given Paul a longer look sooner instead of DeAndre. Doc said in part, we're not going on a Paul Reed victory tour. We're trying to win a championship, which is just like a pissy quote for like this guy, Paul Reed, who's like worked really hard all year to like have a moment like he did tonight. And Doc Very- would say that he's one of the hardest workers. So that's like a really shitty thing to just like kind of put him down. Like he's like the like retiring person that you like trot out in every game to like let people cheer for him. 
it's shitty. It's it's like there's a way to say what I think he's trying to say, which is that like it's not about the individual, it's about the team. Like we're, you know, I get what he's trying to say. Also, the team is better if Reed is the backup, just like point blank. Like they have a better chance to win every game if you don't put DeAndre on the court. Anyway, so there, there's an exchange going around where Doc is like especially shitty to Derek, which is not good. And Doc's had a bunch of these all year. And we're going to talk about a Doc thing later. But um, basically, Doc ends up saying that against big backup fives, DeAndre will play. And against smaller backup fives, Paul Reed will play. But anyway, Paul looks great. And I'm happy to see him on the court and contributing positively. He needs to foul less, but that's it. You know, I think he's been really good. Emily, what do you think? Yeah, I think he's looked really good. Um, I didn't get to watch too much of the game yesterday because I was away. But just, like, looking at his lines, like, he had, like, from, like, four steals. And, like, yeah, he fouls a lot. But, like, realistically, in the playoffs, if it's a close playoff game, how many minutes do we need from a backup center? Like, right. Sure. If he gets 5,008 minutes, that's fine. But like, we don't, we aren't going to be playing a backup center more than, you know, like you said, 10 minutes. So in the, in the playoffs, I feel like that doesn't really matter. And I feel like the more he plays, maybe the more in control of himself will get, maybe not. I don't really know, but he is active and does something on the court. And he like is, the kind of player that you can't just ignore because he's going to be moving. He's going to be doing something. He's going to be going for the ball and he needs to like be like the other team needs to be aware of him. He's not the kind of person they can just like forget about. So. Dan, what do you think about Paul and the whole doc exchange after the game? Um, I mean, doc continues to speak to the media in an unacceptable manner. Um, so I, we've talked about that a lot of times and I don't really have much else to say. Um, Paul Reed was great. He obviously should be playing. Um, you know, I've been, I've been hesitant to criticize doc all year because I, I think that he did pretty well with a tough situation. Um, even though some people say he was a cause of that situation, whatever. I think that in general, in his career, he's actually done really well with like teams that are, you know, not championship caliber. But right now, this team should be championship caliber. And, uh, you know, I've been saying I've been saying pretty quickly after we saw what DeAndre Jordan and Paul Millsap had to offer that it's basically fireable if they're playing. And the insistence that DeAndre Jordan's still going to play in the playoffs is so crazy to me. Um, Paul Reed brings a lot for him. The, I wouldn't say the fouls are nothing because obviously you don't want to put the other team at the free throw line, but he's not going to foul out in eight minutes. And... Um, I think if you're going to stagger Harden and Embiid, um, the way Harden looks right now um, with, you know, to me, he looks a little hobbled or I hope he's a little hobbled because, you know, he's definitely not looking very explosive out there. Um, and I just don't think you could stick another, you know, corpse of a former all-star out there with him and, you know, assume that'll all work out. I think you need like a young guy who plays with energy, who, you know, is constantly hustling, who is going to make things happen when something doesn't happen. Like, that's the kind of guy I want out there with James Harden when Joel Embiid's not on the floor. And I want, you know, it, you think about it, if, you know, Maxie's going to play 44 minutes in the playoffs and, you know, Harden's going to play 38 and Embiid's going to play 40. And, and, you know, when Embiid's off the floor, you can have a lot of the other starters out there in those eight minutes. So, I mean, you have Maxie and 
and Reed and, and Harden. And those guys are going to help Harden with, with, you know, what his, uh, you know, current physical limitations seem to be. And so, you know, I want, I want those players who play hard, who, who, you know, play with, you know, bring, bring athleticism. I want those guys out there. And, you know, even besides that, I mean, Jordan's just been so awful. Millsap, I mean, I think people forget every time one of them plays how bad the, the other's been. <laughs> like, it's like, like DeAndre Jordan plays and people start talking about like, oh, Paul Millsap wasn't that bad. And I'm like, right. then they put like, Millsap, Millsap and like, can't be this bad. They're, they're both that bad. Like, they're, they yeah. might be the two worst players on a roster going into the playoffs. And it, Paul Reed has to play. And, and, and seriously, like, this is, this is the end of the road for Doc, right? Like, if they don't, if they don't basically make the finals this year, oh yeah. If DeAndre Jordan's getting there, it's like this is the end, and and I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, it's the, the idea of Jordan getting there is so crazy to me. Yeah, um, I I just want to throw in there that like the GM does sign the players, and Daryl, a, a way to make sure that. Doc doesn't play horrible players is as the GM, you don't sign players that have been like horrible for years and years. So just in the future, don't sign someone who's horrible. Um, yeah, you know, Daryl's going to get no pushback. Like no one's going to, Daryl gets no criticism. Not, so like, not. it's like you literally acquired these guys. You didn't have to, they weren't on the team. You could have just shrugged and said, Doc, make it work with, with Paul Reed and Charles Bassey. And we'd be so right. much better off. Yep. And like obviously, Doc deserves blame for playing them, but like they were in- acquired with the intent of being played. Like, like Daryl tr- traded for Millsap and signed Jordan, like mm-hmm. with the intent for them to play minutes. Mm-hmm. And no one is going to care. Like no one's going to care that Daryl did this. He is he is infallible. He is yes. untouchable. The only criticism he gets is is you know you know basically about how Harden's played, and even then he gets all the benefit of doubt. Like. He is untouchable, not just here. I feel like it's been his whole career. It's still bewilders me. So um, to move on here, um, oh, we can just throw in that uh, George Niang hit a record this week that I had no idea was coming. Did you guys know this was going to happen? What was, what was the record that he hit? George Niang hit the most threes off the bench by a sixer ever in a season. Did you have any idea that this happened or was going to happen? No. Unbelievable. Congrats Good to for him. Congrats to Niang, uh, who uh, who I didn't I didn't know that was going to happen. Uh, this is a good time to take a break. Um, we'll take the break, then we'll talk about the Bible and uh, Danny and and uh, Doc Rumor, and uh, we'll be right back. Uh, here's a break. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. 
Real Traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. There are a million bad ways to start your morning off. The no coffee traffic jam. The soggy morning jog. The why is the dog taking so long? Just go already walk. But you can unleash your ideal day with a perfect shower using Method hair care products. Designed with high-quality ingredients, Method's new range of shampoos and conditioners will give your hair undeniable softness and shine. And hey, if you're a night shower kind of person, that's great too. Try pure peace infused with peony, rose water, and quinoa protein. Or Simply Nourish, crafted with coconut, rice milk, and shea butter. Or Daily Zen, made with cucumber, seaweed, and green tea. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. Shop methodproducts.com. Okay. So Sixers had a game in Toronto this week. And the big thing about that is that we were going to find out probably who on the Sixers is unable to play in Toronto because of their vaccination status. And um, because in Toronto at this point, there's a mandate there that if you're not vaccinated, you can't, not fully vaccinated, you can't play. Turns out that's Matisse Thibel. Uh, they listed him, they flat out listed him ineligible. Matisse Thibel, by the way, was both of your most handsome sixes. Throwing that out there. I will say, I wasn't saying that he was handsome because of how vaccinated he was. I feel like you're pro code. <laughs> Emily, any comment? No, no comment. No comment. Okay. No comment. Flat out, no comment. Just choosing to keep that to myself. (laughs) Okay. More research. So, um, you know, Fiebel just can't play. Green starts that game. They lose. Harden can't jump over a daily news. Can't make a fucking shot. It was great. Um, After the game, Green plays great. It's like six threes. Um, after the game, Green says, uh, among other things, um, obviously I want our whole team here and whole, but it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. And if we get to that bridge in the playoffs, spoiler alert, we're at that bridge. <laughs> they have to play Toronto um, and we have to cross it. Uh, I'm not happy about it. It's an opportunity for myself and other guys to get more minutes on the road with James and other rotations, but I think we're a better team and whole when we have everybody. Most guys, I don't want to say are disappointed, but it's still a point in the season when we're still trying to gauge who we are, where we are. The only way to do that is to have everybody together. It's tough to do that when we don't have everybody. So they're pretty upset about it. And um, I will just spoke after this game. I'm going to read some of his quotes, some of what Matisse had to say about not being vaccinated. This was a decision I made long ago, long time ago. I was raised in a holistic household. 
anti-vax was not a term that was ever used. We grew up with Chinese medicine and uh, neuropathic doctors says he has to reconsider and look at, his, at the situation differently. He continues, uh, he, he has gotten the first dose of the vaccine last year under the impression that it would prevent him from getting and spreading the disease 100%. He says that wasn't the case. He says when that wasn't the case, he felt comfortable treating himself and approaching it holistically. This entire Sixers team is proof that you can read a lot of books and still not be smart. Okay. So he said that many have shown their frustrations with him from teammates and coaches to the front office to fans, but said that uh, many have said that they still support him. He said that there were uh, many points he had to stop and, and reconsider. Uh, he said, I don't see any benefits outweighing what I could seek from alternative medicine. This is some fucking dumb fuck shit. Um, this is stupid shit. I have to say, this is dumb shit. Um, this is stupid. This is very stupid stuff. Um, we can go over the statistics of how many people have died of COVID and of his privileged position as a famous professional athlete to all of the finest resources of the vaccines and how safe and effective they are. But to get one dose, <laughs> to get one of them and say, stop, I'm good, <laughs> is a tremendous decision. It, I, 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 don't, I, don't wanna, I don't wanna say something that's gonna get me yelled at and get me in trouble. But I who? You know, whoever. <laughs> like, listen, this these are not the these are not things that an intelligent person thinks, says, or does. Just saying. This is this is not this is not good brain work by Matisse here. Well, I mean, I, I was just calling it dumb fuck shit. So I mean, I, you know. <laughs> good bad brain work, dumb fuck shit. I don't I don't have a good one to add but uh I don't yeah you got one so like say your whole thing put it in perspective pretend that you hate you don't believe in vaccines you think that this vaccine will like make you I don't know what what other people think I don't really know I don't listen to them but but you got one so like it's already in you so you might as well just get the other one so you can play fucking basketball in Canada. Like, I don't understand. It's in you already. I don't get it. What is not getting the other one going to do? Well, and then, but, but the fact that he says he realized that one dose doesn't do the trick. Literally no he, one ever said it did. Not a single then, person. But then he goes, so then after that, I just went, I'm just going to do it holistically. It's like, well, what about the other dose? Why don't we try the other one? Like, why We're don't just, we finish the job? The one that all the science said makes it more effective when you get, get both so of listen, them. I mean, this sucks and it's stupid. And it's like, what I will say, Dan, you mentioned this online, I think. I'm very proud of our fans. Obviously, Matisse is a, a, in a different stratosphere of player than Kyrie. But Sixers fans did not react to this thing about Matisse not being able to play 
in Toronto by saying, Justin Trudeau, how could you not let Matisse play? What a backwards rule. You let so-and-so play back in January. Now he can't play. You know what I mean? No, we say, hey, moron, stop making your vlogs. Go to Rite Aid, get the shot and shut the fuck up about it. That's what we say because it's stupid, okay? Um, and that's it, you know, you know. It's so similar to like normal life. It's like you have these acquaintances that you suddenly realize are dumb. Yep. And now you're like, oh, like one of the basketball players I liked is dumb. Like, it's just like, oh, Shame. I didn't know that this person was an idiot, but now I do. And now I look at them completely differently. I, I want to make a point here because- Please do. I love dance points. I feel like a lot of people are, are doing what Steve said, which is being like, Matisse, like, this is dumb. I feel like more so than some other players, Matisse gets a pass because people think he's adorable. Like, I think now, people, I think, I think he gets a pass. I think people, if this were, if we were going to the playoffs and this was, this was like another important, I don't know, six are pretty handsome. Who's, who, who's important? Who's not handsome? I mean, Danny Green's starting now. He was low on our handsome list. I'm not trying to say he's ugly man. I'm just saying he was pretty low on our list, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't think he gets that pass, right? Like, I don't think... I don't think he's getting, think a pass. he's getting a pass. I no. think some people... I think I don't think he is getting as much pushback as someone else would. I don't know. I don't... Like, Maybe I'm not saying that I don't... the internet. Yeah, I... I'm seeing lots of, yeah. like, Matisse. Yeah, okay, but you have to, like our friends that we follow on Twitter all agree with us. It's true. Like, I think, I think, I think that someone, I think someone who is like less, you know, like adorable baby looking would, would get yelled at. That's all I'm saying. I, I, it's a, it's a, that's a theory of mine. And I'm not saying like, I do, I think that they should play him in games in Philadelphia and in the United States. Yeah, I do. I Of course. Yeah. No, oh, I'm, I'm not saying, saying like, we should saying kick that. him off the team because we need him. But like, I think he's stupid and he should have, if he had gotten the vaccine the day this shit came out, I think he might've been ready for game three and he's not going to be, and he doesn't care. And I think that's bad teammate. I think that's bad teammate shit. It is a bad teammate. It is a bad he goes, teammate. He goes, I just don't see the benefits. It's like, okay, forget all of them. So yeah. you can play in the fucking round one of the playoffs and go to the fucking championship, you asshat. Like, that's the benefit. Get the shot. It's also, it's so interesting. It's like, you know, what are we, when we talk about health, like, you know, part of it is like, we, we're alive for a reason, right? Like to do the things that we like love and care about and like, Part of that, I'm sure to him is basketball. He's, you know, put a lot of work into basketball. So like part of health would be like, what can help me play in this series? Well, but so he, if he were here and he's not yet, he would say. He's not invited. To this he's point. never unless, coming on now. Unless I get to yell at him for 30 minutes. He would say he doesn't believe the vaccine is keeping him healthy. He thinks that the it's holistic... not about keeping healthy. It's about doing things that you care about. The vaccine is a means to that end, even if you think it's unrelated to things that we normally talk about when we say health, right? Like if you put all your work into basketball, then being able to play an important basketball game, is probably pretty important for your, your health, your mental health, your, your reason right. for, to do the things you do to want to be healthy in the first place. Like that's all part of it, right? Like if we're talking about like holistic stuff, right? That's part of holistic. 
What's he going to do when they're in Toronto? Go to Xfinity. Like, won't he feel shitty, like, sitting at home having to watch his teammates play in the playoffs? Right. Apparently not. His choice. Well, he said that some teammates have given him pushback and others have been fine with it. And I feel like Tobias is fine with it. Just putting that out. What a low blow. Oh, my God. I just feel like... I'll tell you who's not fine with it is Harden. Because Harden hated it with Kyrie. I have a feeling Embiid's not either. Yeah, I don't think Joel is. I get the vibe that that Tobias is like, oh, it's his choice kind of guy. Mm. I don't know. I think Furkan and Sheik are okay with it because they're like, Mm -hmm. the three of them are best friends. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Sheik played well tonight. We have a lot of most likely uh, options for this summer. We We can bring that game back. We do. Most likely to be more of a holistic guy. Um, all right. Uh, Danny Green's in the starting lineup. We'll talk about that in the playoff preview. So there is a rumor from our friend Jake Fisher that uh, the Lakers are going to fire Frank Vogel and that one Doc Rivers... I don't think that part's really a rumor. I think that's just happening. No, he's out. That one Doc Rivers is a candidate to take either the potential Utah Jazz job or the Lakers job. Um, obviously, we don't want to give up Doc, but um, <laughs> you know, I think that Doc is pretty much definitely gone if the Sixers don't make the conference finals. Um, this is just like a weird timing report here, uh, given that they are trying to win the title, but I think it just speaks to the pressure on Doc and like the you know, I think that Doc would be out if uh, if this didn't go the right way, regardless of how much how many years and how much money is on that deal. You know, Harden has a contract coming to him, and, and I think they would want to. There was some D'Antoni smoke, and I, you know, I I would I would be shocked if Doc remained here if they left early in the playoffs. Um, obviously injuries would complicate that, but, um, Emily, you know, what did you take away from this rumor? Yeah, I thought it was interesting. Um, I can't say I wouldn't be fine with it. I don't know. There's doc has done very little to like light my coaching fire. Like there just is not, I, there's a lot of questionable decisions there's a lot of games that I feel like the Sixers have lost because of coaching uh, maybe that's unfair but that's how I see it and there's a bunch of people on the Sixers bench assistant coaches that I feel as though that it's just from like post game and interviews and podcasts and things it feels like a lot of the players are very connected to so I think that any of those people uh, Sam Castell Dave Yeager like hopping into the head coaching role would be fine I much rather prefer that than like bringing in a D'Antoni so that I don't really want to make this team like Houston Rockets East like I'm not interested in that team um so but we'll see what happens we'll have plenty of time well hopefully not hopefully we just win the title but we'll have plenty of time to talk about Rivers real quick replacements this is from Derek Bodner so Matisse Thibault is clarified my reasoning for getting it slash not getting it wasn't really the downsides. Oh. She's not worried about the downsides. I just didn't feel like it would benefit me. 
I didn't see any benefits outweighing what I could see from alternative medicine. So at this point, it's not, he doesn't even see any harm with getting it. And if he got, got it, he could play. He just doesn't, doesn't want to. This is even worse. It's much worse. Can you say it again? My reasoning for getting it slash not getting it. The the slash was, I think, Bodner. I don't think that Matisse Uh said slash. Wasn't really the downsides. I just didn't feel like it would benefit me. I didn't see any benefits outweighing what I could seek from alternative medicine. So the benefit is mind, you can play basketball There's no in downside to getting it. But apparently getting basketball is not enough of an upside. Okay, there's no downside. But he knew for months that it would prohibit him from playing in the playoff. Like if there's no downside, and he's not morally opposed to it, but it's going to prohibit him from playing in the playoffs. I'm so stupid. This is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. This is the stupidest shit I've ever heard. All right. Um, Dan, anything on the dock to uh, LA? Yeah, That's, I think that's made I mean, it way worse. He how, made it how, many, how many things could make, you know, this Lakers team, you know, more funny from the outside looking <laughs> in? I think Doc being there would, would be great. Like, he wouldn't be here, which would be good. Um, and he would be there, which would be good. Uh, I think that would be awesome. I think that's a great idea. Um, and you know, it's also like, you know, Doc, like he did it with the Clippers, like, you know, when they didn't really have the guys, like before they got George, before they got Kawhi, like led him to an eight seed. They won like two tough games against Golden State. Like, you know, he's like, he is really good at like kind of dragging a mediocre team to like two playoff wins. Like, I think that's a real strength. I don't really believe in him as much of a ceiling raiser, obviously. Um, but like, there are things he does well as a coach, like even though tonight is a bad doc night and everyone wants to yell at him, which I get it. He definitely ru- was part, him and Matisse ruined the vibes of what was a fun game <laughs> and a fun night. Um, but like, I don't think that Lakers team is the kind of team doc can salvage. Like I, I think he needs like young guys who want to prove themselves, like will play extra hard. Like he's not doing anything with all these old guys. The Lou Williams Clippers team was like his yeah, but it was like Beverly who plays hard and they had like young guys all, all around. And um, I think that was the year they got Zubac um, and he ended the year there. Like, like they were, you know, they were tough. That was like a, that was like a team who was going to play, you know, a way that, that Doc could tap into when he, which is, you know, what he kind of does well. Uh, but that he would be very funny on that way. Power just he's light one. I don't know what's going on. All right, forget it. It's what if Lawrence my... Fishburne just coaches the Lakers? That would be fun. That would be good. Um, where were we? This is like last you like night. a candle and like a... Um, okay, finally. Phillies division. Phillies are uh, two and one at this point. Um, Nick Castellanos, new Phil's slugger, bought Ben Simmons' house. Morristown are we worried about it for the Phillies sake um how do we feel Uh, are we worried I can't decide how to feel but I think it's probably fine does he keep up Simo the Savage sign I hope he does (laughs) he has to keep well Ben probably took it with him do you think I hope he left it you know Ben was probably like you know the next person will want this so (laughs) it raises the asking price I'm pretty sure they saged it, so it's okay. Yeah. Right. It looked like his wife had some sage. Or his mom or someone. Somebody. So that's um, good for her. 
And uh, so what do we think? We think it's fine from a juju perspective. I look insane right now. Juju, <laughs> why? Yeah, what is... happened? I have string lights here and half of them are, are working and now half of them are out. So dark in your apartment. This is this is how I feel about Matisse. This is what is happening. The darkness is overtaking you. Yeah. Um, the only order of business here. Okay. So just so you guys know, this episode comes out, and then on Tuesday morning, you're going to hear um, us yelling about the MVP award and how much we would love Joel and can't stand the uh, discourse around the award, around the award, and previewing the Raptors series with Mike O'Connor from the rights to Ricky Sanchez. Um, so we're very excited for that. We have uh, never had Mike on the podcast, but we've had some of his colleagues on. We've had AU multiple times. We've had uh, Sixers Adam. We've had Zoe. Um, so we're very excited for that. Um, finally, Emily, give us the final update on the standings uh, for our yearly predictions for the uh, for the. Uh, predictions just go ahead so the predictions ended up being like really unsatisfying <laughs> because i won no you didn't yeah. win but neither did i me and you ended up tying oh no wow so because so, I went whoa, so i'm still the only person to ever win this you this are. is great this well, is great. On. Hang on, hang on. We might have to figure out a way to do this. So, so give me who won. How did this week shake out? So I went two and two. You went three and one. So you picked up that game on me, and then Dan went one and three. So his <laughs> okay. This he is tried, but it didn't work. Um, and great. also, interesting, interestingly enough, we ended with records of fifty-one and thirty-two because we picked like something about with Ben Simmons would get treated sometimes. Yes. Um, so if I had just gone with my strategy of only picking wins, I would have been pretty close to the same record. So how do we want to do this? Because I do think there should be a victor. And um, just no, yeah, I don't, to be I don't, honest I don't about see it, any reason there should be. To be honest about it, I think it should be me. Um, I don't know about that. Do we put this to a vote online? Do we? How would, well, how would they vote? Then it's just like, who do you like more? And I'm not ready for that. So, you know, I think that, you know, because there's a tie, no one wins. And because no one wins, it's like, it's like a trophy. Like I get to keep the trophy for another year because no one took it from me. So it's like metaphorically the trophy that I have. Okay. I figured I retain it. So I kind of won this year. Okay. Whoever has a movie on Netflix, that'll be the winner. That's a, that's a bad (laughs) stance. You know what? I've watched all those movies, so I get to I get to keep it. I, that's a tie for you and me. Is there a way to do this? A coin flip? I'll coin flip as an objective person. Do you have a coin? Maybe. Let me think about it. Think about the Let coin. Me think yeah. about it. Let's see. Do I have Wait, a coin? That's I'm a good question. That's a good question. I do have a coin. Uh, do I have a quarter though? No, I have a have nickel. A That's quarter? close enough. Mm, it has to be a quarter. Can't all afford quarters, guys. Um, all right. Uh, Steve, would you... Uh, I'm going to let Emily call it. Yeah. Emily, heads or tails? Heads. Shit. We should just cut the podcast here and people have to come back on Tuesday to find out who won. 
It is heads. That's out of three. No. Oh, sorry. One verse. Sorry, Steve. Right. You couldn't, it's a value you couldn't, comeback. You didn't want the tie, Steve. You didn't want the tie. Congratulations, Dan. All right. Well, thank you. Well, listen, that's it for the podcast. We'll be back on Tuesday for our uh, preview um, for the first round against uh, Toronto. Congrats to the Sixers on another season, uh, whatever. Um, follow the podcast, Gaps for Blues Pod, Third and Girl, Steve J. Littman, DA Pelts 13. Uh, podcast, the Gastro Blues Pod, a Sixers podcast on YouTube. Um, that's it. Be safe and be great. We'll see you soon. God bless. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on home mom? <laughs> no. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.